Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. See, I never drank in college because I didn't go. Um, I never, <laughs> I, I, I've never, never drank in the military because my there's no way my dumb ass would sign up for something that someone's gonna tell me what to do all day. Didn't have. You never got. You never got a DUI because nah. you never had a car. <laughs> At some point, you know, I ended up. The DEA ended up kicking in my door, and and drugs and alcohol became my um, my answer. Walked up to the guy and put the gun in his mouth. I pulled the trigger and the gun jammed. The cool thing about alcoholism being contagious, so is sobriety. Principles of my recovery is that nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's will by mistake. And I live that on a daily basis. I wanted a punch in the face that was laughing at me at that community center so many years earlier. Saved my life. Him and and six of his 80-year-old friends didn't leave my side for three months. I take guys through the 12 steps of, of the program and, and, and watch their eyes open up. And I watch their, their families get put back together. I watch them get their jobs back. I watch them have children. I watch them, watch them get married and become successful, contributing members of society. That's a good question I have for you about meditation because I always have a problem. But first, I just have to say, you know, my my boyfriend has a a, a lot of belief in Reiki when we do na- naked Reiki in the bedroom. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> naked, naked Reiki always gets them. Yeah, it always starts like that. I'll I'll, I'll just be the waitress. And yeah. Before you know it, you're on the pole, baby. I know. <laughs> My biggest trauma was when I was up on that stage and got booed off and I didn't win the prize money, but, um, sorry. (laughs) No, okay. I promise I'm not going to crack anymore. The rest of this is going to be serious. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I was like, who am I? Why did I come here? I don't need to be here doing this. And the very next day I went to a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous and I stayed sober from that day forward. And so almost three years. Oh, yeah, girl. I love that. Because of drugs and alcohol, that was... Well, because of drugs and alcohol, Jimmy, you cock-blocked Eddie Van Halen. Absolutely. Who's trying to get laid? One million percent, I did that. Back in the day, you go backstage at a concert now, and I feel like I'm, like, at a bank. The videos that we see from the 80s, is that stuff pretty accurate? And I go, no. Those are PG. Those are tame. What we <laughs> experienced back in the 80s, drugs and, and, and the sex and all the stuff that goes with it. Thank God there was no phones back then because people oh would be gosh. in jail right now for some of the shit that we did back then. I mean, it was completely out of control. up the base and then from that point on it was just it was all over i started you know practicing 16 18 hours a day so your first drug of choice was was your your music that was your first drug of choice yeah right 
you know, I, mean, I was smoking weed and we, you know, dab a little bit of you know, heroin on top of it or some shit or coke. Oh, or I just like dabbled that. in heroin. I love when people say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a little heroin. You not know. Mm. Fear is not going to keep an alcoholic or an addict sober. Like right. your kid is not going to keep you sober. Otherwise, the cure to addiction would be have a friggin' kid. When I was sober, I would, yeah, obviously, I'd never in a million years think of doing half the shit I did, of course. While I was sitting in meditation, like it popped in my head. I'm like, well, why don't you just try to raise money for humanitarian causes? How do you get with J-Lo? How does it turn out from like my dad and I are drinking each other, uh, you know, (laughs) under the table and now I'm on tour with J-Lo? Were you taking the the pills? Were you kind of like skimming off the top? Yeah, and that's what I was doing, and that's why <laughs> you know, that's why the guy had to go go through to the board of pharmacy, and they and they, you know, turns out they don't they don't really take well to that. <laughs> they frown upon it. All of my licenses were temporarily suspended. I had nowhere to go. However, when you have the cushy detoxes, sometimes you just don't learn. Someone is either sober or they're not sober. There's no reason to argue that word. The only reason is because it's Demi Lovato and she is a megastar. Yeah, we are glorifying this as this like unbelievable thing with like no consequences and no side effects. That is not true. That's not at all true. Look at Bob Marley. I'm a real addict. Like there, there's, there's no way around it. Pack it up, pack it in, let me begin. The anthem of every party in the 90s was jump around, jump, jump, jump. Oh my God, my producer is cringing right now because I'm singing, but I mean, you couldn't go to a party without hearing that song. My heart skipped a beat and it wasn't in, in, a, in a good way because I was a fool back then and I said stuff and did stuff and acted in ways that looking back, if it, the, the, the stuff I remember makes me cringe. So I was like, oh no, this, this can't be good. With the outsiders. Okay, come on. You had Tom Cruise. You had Patrick Swayze. You had Ralph Macchio. You had You were a big fan of the outsiders and you grew up, you know, in, in the way that you grew up and everything. And your band was called House of Pain. Is there any correlation to that? Oh, who knows? I wouldn't read it. I just saw the movie so I could see the boys. But. Me too, besides the boys, but I want <laughs> I came to get down. So get down to seat and jump around. With addicts, especially women. Uh-huh. You put the drugs and the alcohol down and here comes the food. I think it's like 30 million Americans suffer from anxiety. Like start meditating. Yeah. 30 million and one because including me. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney's good looking, cute, you know, Midwest chick and everything. Talking about smoking crack. I love it. That's the thing. You can't deny what you did. This week on Sober Exposure, I've got someone that's going to be a household name before you know it, and you heard her on Sober Exposure first. We're talking pop country, national recording artist, Arizona Lindsay. Join Arizona as she and I sit down and talk about what it's like for her to be a trauma survivor, how she advocates for mental health, and also just what it's like being a badass warrior. I deserve to stand in the present, reflect back to my past, and look forward to the future, and just know that you have a future just as much as you have past if not more and the feeling of drowning it really hurts i'm not saying it won't but that sinking ship you're on it's still sailing to land and they're waiting for you there with welcoming hands and devastated doesn't describe 
Is there a right or wrong way to do the 12 steps? No, there is not a right or wrong way. I think we we do the best we can with where, where we're at. You know, I do like going out for sushi and shopping with my sober friends, but I ain't sober balling, motherfucker. Uh, I'm with you. At that moment, I didn't know this was happening, but, you know, I began to start believing in something. Enterprise, you could say, the drug task force of, of Davidson County, Tennessee, didn't like my business practices and asked me to, you know, stop doing them. You know, like there's no way you did dope like I did. I mean, dude, I was eating snickerdoodle cookies thinking about pawning my dog. My family, we've talked about this. Gibson probably saved my life for real. I mean, I had him for seven years and it was the hard seven years. First of all, we're going video. Uh, we're going to we're going to keep it PG, unfortunately, guys, because <laughs> I got the hot chick. You're right. That was totally divine intervention. Can you imagine? It's like. You can't even find your keys. You can't, your stomach. And what I love the most about that story is you're in a health food store. Rocked out of your mind in a health food store. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm with normal people. So I'm not a drunk. I'm in Whole Foods. That cracks me up. It was a lot of structure. It was a lot of accountability, but that was exactly what I needed because I couldn't give that to myself, obviously. And so, you know, that structure, that accountability was an absolute game changer for my recovery. And yeah, it was a lot of work and I had to do a lot of action to like change my thinking, you know, right action leads to right thinking. People need to really hear this. 12 steps are a sliver of the pie of the totality of recovery. It is not 100% of the pie. You can't expect to just do AA and, and be sober for the rest of your life. It, it's not that. And people need to understand, why do I keep making poor life, poor life decisions? Why do I keep choosing a wrong spouse? Why do I keep doing this? It is because your wires have not been rewired from that traumatic event, and you're going to continue to misfire. I am the happiest today since working with the shaman rewiring my brain from all of those traumatic experiences. You have the balls to go out there, how you turned down a job yeah. because of the book, and you stayed true to yourself, Yeah, you know, and now look at you. You're, you're, you're absolutely amazing. And Thank I'm you. so, so glad that you came on. Around 27, when I experienced a couple of losses and I just started using alcohol as like a form of self-medication and it just became totally chronic and I just couldn't stop drinking. I just have my own unique spiritual experience and um, I don't really get caught up in dogma and what people say. I always been like that. So I always, I was meditating before I even knew what it was. I was, I was always in, cause the Kung Fu and the karate, I think is what amplified my spirituality. You know, that always, all of that had me in that whole mind frame. I always was into the Eastern arts and the meditation and stuff like that. But don't rule, like, don't rule out anything. You never know where your blessing is going to come from. The treatment goggles, that was great. That was oh, hilarious. the rehab goggles, you yeah. like that? You're like, yeah. um, I, yeah, no one you'd ever f normally. Yeah, yeah, you're like, wow, he looks good. Well, that's like still like dating in AA. It's like, oh God. I mean, I'm always still like, I'm work, I'm in romantic coaching and I'm still like a magnet and like for like, unemo like emotionally unavailable sociopathic type of yeah. dudes. Girl, listen, I was in the druggy buggy. I saw a guy said, I want that one. It was 20 years ago and I married him. So we don't uh, even that's have to. sort of what happened to me. He had seen me in meetings and he was like after me and he was like, I'm going to marry that bitch. And he did. 
Yeah. And then I tried to stab him. Hence, so. yeah. When you're talking about an icon like Joan, and you try to resume up and like, yeah, well, I played in Dope and I played in the Murder Dolls. So like, who the fuck is that? I went to the audition, I got it, and that's that. But I just have to tell you, because you basically described my first drunk as well. I have, I, you can't say it, but I have, I have a scar right here. And pretty much the same thing happened. My first drink, out of control, drunk, uh, woke up the next morning, a scar on my neck, didn't know what happened. But I was like, oh my God, I think that was horrible, but part of it was great. And whatever it was, I can't wait to do it again. Right? Sure. I you know? <laughs> when they say, when you feel like using calling your sponsor, I mm -hmm. love that. I love that. Because you know what? When I feel like using the last thing I'm going to do is call my sponsor. I'm going to really? call my drug dealer, but I'm not going to call my sponsor. Right? At this point, we don't relapse on accident anymore. There's some thought that goes into it. And there's this pulling on our spirit that goes, oh, fuck. I should probably do something different. Ah, fuck it. I really attribute so much of my addiction to ADHD because I'm self-medicating. And I think that's why I like cocaine so much. And we, we're going to get into that because, you know, a regular person takes cocaine and they're like, ah, you're bouncing off the walls. I'm like, holy shit, I could read a book, you know? <laughs> sent the report that I'd been sent there because I was unrelenting and demanding. <laughs> yeah, we are. I was a problem child, but with a smart brain. So I was like, you know. That's a bad combination. I, I advocate so hard because um, I don't want any child to experience that same stigma, that same misconception that leads to them missing out on treatment at a young age. How many years sobriety do you have? Yeah, we're coming up on uh, 35 years, Jen. Jesus. Yeah. Help yeah. me get spiritual. Help me find God, please. Uh, I, I got my Jen. crystals. I, I got my it. bowls. I got my... You know what you have? And I'm you still freaking crazy. What I have is another tool, Jen, and I have this tool through the spiritual aspects that I have found that I apply to my daily, um, sadhana is a word of a spiritual practice. It's a daily practice. It's something we do maybe at the same time, or at least we do something every day. I'm getting ready to film this Netflix special. I'm trying to attack this journey, this time a little different, you know, because I will sit down and eat an entire box of uh, Fruity Pebbles cereal every day. It's that addiction in me. I think about the alleys that I've been in buying drugs and the, you know, the dangerous situations that I've been in. So because I moved to LA when I was 18, I wanted to be an actor. I didn't know how to be an actor. And I had this drug addiction and alcohol addiction that, that I did not realize needed to be dealt with. I've collected enough data to know that if I drink or if I smoke weed or if I, it's going to take me back to where I was. It, it, it don't matter. It's just a matter of how long, but right. it's eventually gonna take me back. If any of you out there are losers like us, you too mm -hmm. could get you get on the on the wall of fame and have yourself a net Netflix special if you stay sober. I started on Sesame Street and Romper Room. That's how far back I Don't know. even, okay. I see, like I would sit there and watch Romper Room and wait for Sally or whatever to say my name. <laughs> and if she didn't, I'd freaking like cry for days. I don't need to prove myself to anybody else. And you don't need to prove yourself to anyone else. And nobody else needs to prove themselves to anybody else. The fact of the matter is all you have to do is prove uh, yourself to yourself. Failure creates the seeds of growth and moving forward. 
you cannot move forward if you don't fail. The uh, voiceover work that you do with the video games and yeah. all that. You got down to the gravelly voice. You know what I mean? It's just like, just do back and forth. Do more of that, do more of that. My journey was my journey. Yeah, your journey's your uh, journey. Everybody yeah. has their own journey. And that's the, that's the beauty of recovery is that we are all very unique individuals. And each mm -hmm. of us has a story that's gonna just help one other person find their way. I just went through a relapse and coming back was a little tough. It was a little tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little hard. And it's, I, you know. it's hard because there's so much judgment, which is so, and that's, there's a lot of judgment with people in younger sobriety, I feel, mm. because they just don't know. And people that have time are not outspoken, which is really harmful. I had a real big problem with rage when I was about uh, 19 years sober. This is a practice that just continues to evolve. There's no good or bad in that. It's just, it is what it is. I just can't see you raging like in that voice so you've got a biochemist that's an alcoholic dealing with depression and rage <laughs> with the sweetest voice ever so can we just like destigmatize this shit already because it doesn't discriminate you know it happens to anybody did you hear about jill <laughs> texting each other she's an alcoholic for for me I believe that I'm going to die on my grave. It's going to say Jennifer Wilde, alcoholic, <laughs> drug addict. It is because like, I mean, yeah. but <laughs> as long as I'm known for being an alcoholic and a drug addict in recovery, then I'm fine. Then, then, then it's a win. When I was in high school and I was a virgin, I got drunk before. Wait, you were a virgin it. in high school? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is a game changer. And that's when you can have soul gathering. You feel like that, those orgasms will rock you to the core of your very essence. It is like sexual healing that Marvin Gaye sings about. <laughs> it's awesome. Dominique, how, how, how do I have a soul gasm? Oh, I know, I know. I have amazing sex sober. So if anyone mm. wants to know how to have epic sober sex, I can help you out with that. How do we help the functioning alcoholic? Well, it's very difficult because like you said, they kind of slip under the radar. Okay, is this person an addict or not an addict? We tend to look at the three Ds. We look at danger, disability, dysfunction. And usually where you, the functional addict really presents itself is in relationships. Maybe your approach could be a little softer with him because it's a little dominating. <laughs> You know, that's, you nailed it. That would that's be my relationship. I have the dominatrix. I have him. I have him on the bed. I'm whipping him. I have him you know. grapes. You know, <laughs> I am the dominatrix. You won't hear this show on NPR. Sober Exposure with Jennifer Wilde. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast.